Welcome back to the show. Can you guys tell that I have been taking voice lessons for the last month or several months? <laughs> I know, right? The change in my voice from the first time I sang an intro song to now. Ugh, immaculate. Worth every penny of the government's money because when you do two years in an AmeriCorps program, you get money for school at the end. And for some reason, I did two years, almost 4,000 hours of my life. Most of that time spent professionally moving picnic tables from one side of a pavilion to the other. I would say that's most of what I did. But I was determined to finish both of those years because, hey, you get money for school at the end of that. And guess who has no intention of going to college ever but now has a bunch of money that I have to spend at a Title IV school within seven years or the money goes straight back to old Joey. Old Joey in the Oval Office. Well, that was an unnecessary tangent. Long story short, I used some of that money to buy me voice lessons because I'm like, can I give the money away? And the government's like, no, we're going to take it back unless you spend it, but only spend it on titled for schools. And I'm like, well, nothing I want to do is title for school. And they're like, why did you do AmeriCorps? Like, don't ask me questions like that, Joey. That's how I refer to Joe Biden. Just call him old Joey, because why not? Life's too short. Why am I talking about this? I don't know. I have made a commitment to make these intros way shorter and more to the point than they have been before. And here I am singing a song and talking about things that have nothing to do with this episode. But it does kind of fit the energy of this episode, because... Amy is a goofball. I think she actually is a professional goofball. I think that is in her title. And her laugh and her energy is contagious. I think I say that a lot about my guests, but it really is. Like, you get the giggles when you hang out with a laughing spice, you know? So that's who my podcast guest is today. You probably knew that from clicking on the title. But today, I have with me Amy Spicer. And I think that is intro enough. So... Strap in, people. It's gonna get weird. Um, so I have so many things I want to talk to you about. I feel like I've kind of gotten an idea on my notes here. Um, but I guess first, I want to ask you if you have ever 
communicated with an animal and what that looked like for you. And that can be as woo as you heard the animal's voice in your head, you saw its higher self, or it can just be how you communicate with your animals in your house currently, or like you have in your childhood. So just any kind of experience you might've had. Right. Okay. So I, I have two cats and um, I can communicate with one of them. I can, I have a biomat and I'll lay on a biomat and I'll lay down and I'll call her in my head and she'll come running. The other one I want to communicate with because he has chronic and constant resting bitch face. And I'm just looking at him. I wish I could know, knew what was going on in his head because the whole, he looks at me like he's just shit talking me constantly. And I want to know. I want to know if he's shit talking me. <laughs> I swear he is. He's so mean. He's so mean. I, if I was to call him, he'd come up here and he would just shit talk you as well. Can you communicate with him? I think you did try to before. Yeah, I think uh, we have talked on the phone and I yeah. honestly felt like he was from the underworld. <laughs> and like, oh. but I didn't think it was like a, not in like a like a bad, like dark way, but I was just like, oh, he just like kind of dwells in the underworld and he's up here like learning from you, learning from like your your work. And I remember mm -hmm. you had it in your mind that he was like learning from you, but then taking it back and like teaching <laughs> lower frequency. Right. He is. <laughs> Every time I have a session, he's on my lap. I had a session yesterday with someone. He sits on my lap and he first has to give them the shit look. And I think he's just tuning into them to be like, yep, they're shit too. She shit. It's all shit. I'm going to take it down to the underworld. <laughs> he's so mean. He's I think so it mean. is. It's like a it's like a curiosity energy or like a curious energy was I is what I was getting. But is he like mean? Does he like scratch or hiss or anything? No, no. <laughs> He's the most kind and loving cat. He wants me to hold him all the time. He just looks mean. Oh, he's just, you know, he just has a resting bitch face. I hate that phrase. My, my kid says I have that too. He's like, you know how people look like their pets? You and Chase look alike. You know, <laughs> he's like, took me a minute to get it. I was like, wait, what? He's like, you both have resting bitch face. I was like, oh my God. I think that that is a beautiful trait for a cat to have because like cats already kind of have that reputation of just like being the ant the the house pet that like does whatever the fuck they want can't be like trained like it's their house you're just living in it kind of so i i love that you have that balance of like a cat that you can communicate with and a cat that you're just like are you talking shit about me i know, I know. you're picking on me i know it <laughs> stop making fun of me I already feel weird. He just stares, just stares. He's like a, he's like a non-hidden stalker. He just stares at me. He's a peeper, voyant voyeurism. That's what he is. Is that a is that a word? <laughs> You're asking the wrong gal. <laughs> I had to do something with sex. I am not sleeping with my cat. Let's just make that clear. <laughs> Amy, that's not what I meant when I said animal communication, okay? Wrong, wrong type of communication. Reel it in. <laughs> that's so funny that you bring up a biomat because I was just um, like – 
I want to say dog sitting, but the like the dingo in me wants to call it hanging out with my friend. So I was hanging out with my friend who is a dog and the um, the humans in the house have a biomat that was gifted to them. So they're not like super into it, but they have it Um, and they have put it in like a a common area of the living room. And it has essentially become a thousand dollar dog bed because I would just turn it on and he would just lay on it like. Like if he would, that was his space to be. And I would try to come in and I'd be like, I would really like to meditate while I'm here. And I have access to this amazing biomat. I'd like to lay on it. And I would have to like fight him off and he would just have to like lay with me while I did it. But it was just like, I have a picture of it. I'll probably post it when I post this interview, (laughs) but it was just the best thing. I'm like, this is a biomat dog bed essentially. Holy crap. And they just won't like give it to you. Do they not use it? I I think that they do, but it like Arlo is such like a he's an anxious dog. And oh. I think that he has a hard time. But the the biomed actually really works for him. Mm. Um and so it was a gift, and they're just kind of like, I mean, it's cool, we lay on it, but Arlo really loves it. So like Arlo just <laughs> lays Holy on crap. it. They have good friends. They have I great know. friends. Someone who's gifted biomads. Yeah. They're what have so you found good. like that the biomat has done for you? Can you like feel what's happening oh. when you're lying on it? Yeah, absolutely. You um, have you you've laid on it one time. Mm-hmm. I've laid on it and I have actually I've felt it being like yeah. like on me. Yeah. Right. So do you know the science behind this mat mm. at all? No. Not really. It's like I mean, I know okay. it's like warm amethyst crystals. Yeah. So. yeah, 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 yeah. So these um these two scientists um, were, they were studying the conductivity of what a crystal will do to a heat ray. And this was done in the, in the eighties. And they found that when you put a heat ray on one side of a crystal, very specific, um, an amethyst crystal, it will change that heat ray into a far infrared ray and release negative ions. And so negative ions are so helpful, especially if you uh, work out really hard. If you work out and you're uh, chronically in that anaerobic state in your body, not that I work out hard, just to say to your community, I don't use it for working out. Um, it helps pull out free radicals in your body. So it helps speed up cellular metabolism, cellular healing. Anyway, the technology behind the biomat won the Nobel Prize in science in the 80s not the biomat, the technology behind the biomat. So then, you know, the makers of biomat or the original biomat, which um, I highly recommend if you get one, you go through that company called Richway, all one word, because uh, they have a ton of studies, ton of science, ton of support. How I found the biomat was from um, my best friend, Sherry, uh, who who's the one that uh, uh, transitioned from Lyme disease. Uh, I went to visit her and Uh, she uh, had one. She's like, just lay on this. And it was before I was really woo-woo-ishy. She was the woo. And I laid on it. And within minutes, it felt like I couldn't sit up. It felt like uh, I was being sucked down to the ground. It was the most relaxed I have ever been in my life. And so I slept on it. I did notice that it sped up like my glomerular system or my nephron system. So I, I peed a whole bunch when I used it. So as soon as I left her house, I bought one. And I have been on it every day since. Uh, I don't get sick. Well, we were just talking beforehand. I like will have celiac issues, but I'll get on it. I don't get 
colds and stuff. Anytime I start to feel bad, I lay on it and I'll lay on it a few times. It has a temperature um, differential on it so that you can specifically send out heat according to what you're trying to target. Um, I highly recommend, I highly recommend, it is extremely expensive, but if you, if anyone out there listening can start to save a little bit of money, it is such a beautiful way to self-care, uh, self-heal, self-treat. Uh, I don't know any of the other companies. I just went off on a tangent about the Biomat. I should no, sell I, them. You should. You would do great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm convinced. Yeah, so I give uh, people Reiki on it. Oh. Uh, yeah, uh, I, but here's here's my but. I learned this the hard way. It knocks people out so much between giving Reiki and the Biomat that it takes them a while to come back into their bodies. And one of my clients is a is a doctor, young gentleman. He and his wife came, and both of them looked completely stoned and drunk by the time we were done. They get into their Tesla and they crash in the parking lot because they they're so out of it. The Tesla's a self-driving car. How do we mess this situation up? Like the whole situation was just <laughs> first of all, you were too out of it to program your car. Second of all, you just broke your programmable car. I bet you have to like extend the sessions. You're like, okay, here's like the time I'm working on you. And here's the time yeah. that you're just going to like yep. come back into your body afterwards. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We're going to take a few laps around the parking lot. And there's some angry geese out there. Dodge the geese, come back into your body. <laughs> just, oh. Fuck, that's so, that's, that's something else. Yeah. I remember when you, I just did that clearing with you before the conjunction. And you had people in the studio and you were like, you know, uh, if you need to just chill out for a bit before you drive, do that. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even, I was planning on, um, cause I don't, I guess I didn't know what I expected when I was coming into that. I should have expected that we were going to be doing like something that was going to fucking rock me and like <laughs> dig some shit up. You know, I should have, I was like, I don't know. I got to run some errands after this. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm going to just fucking chill after this, but I didn't even, I was planning on driving and I was like, I think that, I mean, I'll just wait. Cause I mean, yeah, when Usually I was younger, sessions, I yeah. tell people, please do not drive. Please don't drive. I just had a session with someone and she probably listens to your podcast um, on Thursday, Wednesday. And I tell her, please don't, can please take it easy. This is a true clearing, a, a true reprogramming. And she broke her leg. Like, why did we go? Why? Or she broke her foot. I'm like, sweet friend, Jesus, honey. <laughs> like, why are we doing anything? Lay down, lay down. Oh, she's so cute. After the, the guided meditation you took us through on like the conjunction clearing that you did, mm -hmm. you um, like you uh, prompted us to, to pick a symbol off of a wall yes. or something. And it's, yes. like, it's kind of vague in my memory, like how you walked us through. But I remember that part. And I remember what stuck out to me was a, a spiral, like a golden spiral. And at first I was like, man, I wanted it to be something cooler than a spiral. What? Like I was kind of, I know, I know, I know. I was like a spiral. I mean, ugh, whatever, a spiral. Um, <laughs> and then now it has been, ever since then, it has been like synchronous, synchronistically, yes, popping mm -hmm. up in my life through 
cards that I'm reading, through books that I'm reading. When I just like decided to incorporate it in like how I uh, raise energy and like move energy, it has like changed the fucking game for me. And I just did it instead of imagining right away, instead of imagining roots coming out of my my root chakra, like to ground, I did a spiral. And it was like, it was probably the easiest I've ever connected into earth energy. And then I imagined bringing that energy up as a spiral through all of my chakras to the top. And then when I imagined the spiral coming out of my crown and meeting the sun, I imagined it going further and meeting my like oversoul or like my whatever highest self. I think oversoul sounds like something out of Lord of the Rings. So it kind of makes me laugh. But yeah, uh-huh. I went to my oversoul and I, I just like I I for a moment I actually I like connected to my oversoul or my high self in a way I have never connected to it before. Like I actually just like I took a minute and I was like, what what do I feel like in this highest form, like what, who, what is my essence like in this highest form? And I literally was like, I almost felt like I was going to like, the energy was coming through me so far. I was like, am I going to throw up? Like this is yes. so much energy. Yes. With, and it was with using that spiral. Yep. Change the fucking game, dude. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Plus um, there. So my teacher has uh, a me anchoring that golden spiral means so, so much. So I'm going to back up. Um, that golden spiral is um, a s- symbol out of the initiation of our solar system, our solar system, our earth, our third dimensional earth arises from the expansion and the collapse of the fifth dimensional earth, originally known as Tara. Tara, the planet Tara was actually the fifth dimensional form of Earth. When it expanded and collapsed, it fragmented into our solar system. The diamond sun is um, obviously our sun that controls the original 12-strand DNA system within the human. That 12-strand DNA system is the system that allows a human to move through dimensions without having to shed Uh, its body. So right now, if we want to go into the fourth dimension, we have to die, right? Because that's because right now, only two of our strands are thoroughly active in our form. That conjunction was about activating our 12 stranded DNA system using the diamond sun body, using that earth sun body, the golden spiral, which is so, and I didn't tell, I don't know if I told any of you this. I was just telling, I was just kind of guiding you through, I wanted your DNA to activate so that you can have these multi-dimensional experiences and a spiral anchors you yes anchoring into the earth is lovely but the 12th dimensional hub is in the center of earth to get into the 12th dimension you anchor deep deeper go go beneath the core of earth into the golden hub of the center of this earth right you spiral down into it yeah well i always ground to what i consider to be like hollow earth because that's where okay. i like like or when i it's like i don't know if it's hollow earth i just the the idea of like there being a center in the middle of the earth and like when i first tried communicating with animals i would ground myself down into like the center of the earth like beyond what we knew as like the core of the earth i would go there and so when i ground myself i go down like through the ground that's right outside of my apartment, but then I let it travel all the way down to what I see as like a yellow center in the middle of the earth. Is that kind of like what you're talking about? Beautiful. 
Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. It is a brilliant, brilliant gold platinum um, hub, and it just looks like a sacred geometrical orb um, in the center of the earth. And so we, I, I have us hook our Merkaba down into that, so we can just upload, just upload information, upload you, upload the twelfth dimension into your body. And it just activates and makes you shake like that. That whole, am I going to throw up experience? It just takes your vibration to a completely different, different level. And don't drive when you feel like that. Again, going back to the <laughs> driver safety <laughs> PSA that I seem to be hitting a lot today. <laughs> when you're vibrating like that, don't drive. Uh, because you have the potential to see, you know, ghosts, extraterrestrial stuff, things that are outside. The, the third dimension, meaning things that can can exist without embodiment, because that's what the third dimension is. It's embodiment. Right. And so whenever you have the ability and you activate your DNA beyond just being in the third dimension, you will now start to see uh, extra dimensional energies. I remember when I first started listening to Soberish, I for like I started listening to Soberish in December 2019 and I would come home every day after work and I would stare at the ceiling and I would wait for the beings to show themselves to me. And I was almost like, all right, guys, I'm ready. Show me the energy melting. I want to see the walls womp, womp, womping. I just show it to me. And I know that like my highest form was looking down at me and like, um, you sleep with a nightlight on. We're not going to rock you right now with showing you what these higher dimensional beings look like calm down and i was just like i'm ready for it show me um and i am like and i after like a couple months i think i was like oh shit i think a higher part of myself knows not to just show this to me. i can be just yesterday i was walking in the woods and i um have been curious about like what I've been reading so much about paranormal and like extraterrestrials, ultra terrestrials. I've just kind of been like getting into that world because it is like expanded my view of like my own spiritual practices of how far my energy can reach out. It's like, seriously, it, it has rocked my world. It has changed so many things. And so then I was like, I just did an interview with somebody who specializes, I don't know if specializes, but she's like a paranormal investigator, but she works a lot with fey energy and Faye, essentially, um, I was out in the woods yesterday and I was just like, oh, I just want to connect with like woodland spirits. Right. And there was like a lot of brush on the side of this trail and there were like birds flying through. And um, I, I started communicating with like the plant consciousness and the plant consciousness of like all of them. They were like, are you afraid? And I was like, no, I'm not afraid. And they were, and as I said, no, I heard yes in my head. I was like, no, but I'm not afraid. And I walked, took another step and a bird that was right here took off. Like I, I startled it. And I was so frightened by that. I felt myself like jump out of my skull. I was like, (laughs) God damn it. This fucking, I was like this. And then it was so funny that like, when I said no, because in the moment I really wasn't afraid, I heard a yes. And it was almost like whatever I was communicating with was seeing not time is linear, but seeing like, no, you're afraid. And literally a second later was probably the scariest I've ever been. <laughs> Damn it, body. You're betraying me. You're oh betraying, my God. You're betraying my wishes to expand. Yeah. I, um, 
have recognized too when your team will ask you or you're such a nature communicator they'll ask you if you're afraid um if you tell them gently gently because there um there is no um rules on what is scary and non-scary to other dimensions just like just like justice justice is a human constructed experience no there's no such thing as justice it's a human construct like outside of the third it just it just doesn't exist and justice doesn't even exist in the animal kingdom you know there's just no temperature meter of what is right and what is wrong like no animals have right and wrong they just survival, not survival. So that is the exact same to um, my team. So if I am all in, they, they will show up in a form. And it's me who says if that's safe or scary, they don't, they don't know what is safe or scary to me because it doesn't exist. It's just the form. Or we say hidden, we just show up or we say hidden. So um, I talk to them about things that I am ready for, we can open walls. We can all of a sudden dissolve walls. We can um, show me things that when they speak, don't sound like they're screaming, like show, like communicate to me in a softer way. Maybe show up in form, let's communicate in our mind. Because if you, I'm not ready sometimes for you to show up in form and actually speak, that is going to blow me away. There are some days I can't handle that. Um, my, my, experience in outside energies has just uh grown to an astronomical uh experience just just now i ran i was just on someone else's podcast because i ran and met my first demon i, I met my first um client who was 100 percent uh possessed 100 percent possessed and it was the most horrifying i've never i've never worked with a demon energy like an earth this is an energy that is tied to the human collective specifically like the entities that I talk to are non-human collective, but a demon and uh, that energy was the most powerfully scary, horrifying because it was so resonant to a, to, to the human, to the human realm so much. So um, this thing came after me and I wasn't very, because I didn't, I've never I thought I knew what a demon was. I thought I've worked with people that I thought like, oh, they have some dark, <laughs> dark energy on them. No, no, no. This was le this was legit a demon. And this thing got attached to a very young girl in Hawaii because she jumped into some sacred water that you have to get permission to go into. She went and bathed herself in some sacred water, not thinking that she needed permission from elders that were guarding this certain cave mm -hmm. to go in there. And she took a seashell from it back to her house. So this girl had full-fledged demon curse on her. Like, um, she bought a mattress. Within two days, her mattress was covered in black mold. She started having seizures. Uh, she became paralyzed. So many, so many things. As a matter of fact, she's going to be on a, um, a podcast getting interviewed about it because I kind of told her story out loud. And I didn't say who her name was, but I told her story out loud. And so many people were like, they don't know anyone who's fully possessed. Anyway, um, this girl uh, was so sick. Uh, her father flew her from Hawaii to Pennsylvania to 
um, put her in the University of Penn, which is like the one of the top medical centers here. They ran every test you could imagine. Everything was coming out normal. The girl was having chronic seizures and the doctors were seeing it, but her seizure tests were coming out 100%. Like none of them are happening, but you could see her having them. Her heart rate was going from like 146 down to 30, sitting perfectly still, not even laying down to sitting up and having like a, having like a heart palpitation. No, she was sitting perfectly still. This thing was messing with her. Um, I didn't know it was a demon until the day I ran into or the day before our session um, where I was working with a lot of people that one very specific week, I was working with a lot of pedophilia survivors. And so uh, usually when I wear other people's grids or hop into their grids or work with their team, I can feel um, I actually wear your grid. Like I will feel your stuff. And then I have to pull myself out. Um, the night before a session, my second energy, my second dimension was really, really hurting. In the middle of the night, I got a horrifying um, like bladder infection out of nowhere. Like Usually, I guess you get those through sex, but I wasn't having sex. So um, I woke up extremely sick, bleeding, fever, unbelievably sick. So I called this girl or a text her. I was like, I can't actually come to our session. I can't leave my bathroom. Something happened to me. As soon as I sent the text message, it went away. It was 100% fine. I was 100%, it went away. So two hours afterwards where I was like, I don't know, maybe I passed a kidney stone. What the hell was that? I have no clue. I texted her back and was like, you know, I can actually meet you. I'm fine now. And as soon as I text her back, she's like, okay, I'll meet you back at your studio. It came flying back. I started immediately bleeding. And then my team was like, you are about to level up, go. So I went to work with this girl. When I touched her, she went blue. Her lips went blue like she quit breathing. Um, and she stood there and shook. My, the room, the room, the whole room changed in smell. And you could hear it laughing. She was shaking. I literally had to stop. And I called Karen Rontowski. I'm like, I am in some deep shit. I'm in deep, deep shit. I need help right now. This girl is going to die. This thing's going to kill her. So Karen Ronkowski got um, got a demonologist and um, another girl to help this girl, to help this woman. But in the meanwhile, while I was still working with her, this thing, because it was now in my house, they had to clear it off of me. I woke up one day, I had ringworm all over my face for an hour, for an hour, just fucking with me. It was fucking with my whole house. Um, it was like the scariest, the scariest experience ever. Anyway, Karen Rontowski's friend, um, did all of this. She works with demons. She got this demon off of this girl. This girl's a hundred percent fine. There's no symptoms. She hasn't had a seizure. She hasn't run into anything, um, at, at all. My cats are outside crying. I think my cats know I'm talking to you. She hasn't run into any, uh, physiological symptoms anymore. She can breathe fine. Her heart rate's fine. Uh, she went back to, she went back to Hawaii to return the seashell it was like, to, to put it back where you got it. Like you got to mm -hmm. take it back because uh don't mess with the land don't mess with the land you know it's so funny um i'll edit out that cough you <laughs> 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 yes um i right when you started talking about it the word earth came out but you didn't like you didn't follow with that right away mm -hmm. and um, but then like you wrapped around and, and you told me the story about how the earth was connected in oh. the last interview I did with her name is Kate Ray in the UK. Mm -hmm. She works with Fay energy and just paranormal energies, ultra terrestrials. Like she just works with all that energy. And 
she was specifically talking about how she met a fae, which she thought was like a fae energy at one point. Have you seen Lord of the Rings? No, I haven't. I'm not well, and I suck. <laughs> dude, okay. I mean, I'm not judging you, but... <laughs> but she's talking about how she met like this energy or this, this entity and it was from like the deepest depths of the earth. And it was... The reason I bring up Lord of the Rings is because there's a scene in um, the first movie where they go into these mines, the mines of Moria. And it's these dwarves that like were mining and they dug too far down to the earth and they like basically awoke a spirit that oh. lived in the depths of the earth. And it was this big fiery being. And, and when I was talking to her about it, she compared it to that. And, and she was saying how these, these energies, or I was asking if they like are sleeping and if that's like always the form that they take, like, are they always this like fiery kind of like you just are describing like demon energy? Are they always that? And from her understanding is they, they take on that form when we fuck with the earth and they are these like earth spirits like at the deepest like kind of like sleeping spirits that only come up and only fuck with us when we like in so when you're telling that story and it, this is kind of like for me I've been having all these like because you're talking about the story and, and for you it presented as like a, a demon as what you're seeing as a demon you call in a demonologist this this girl is having all these horrible experiences and then when I talked to Kate about like the fae it kind of wraps around to this and it being a demon and then that can also be wrapped into like paranormal investigations and they think that it's like a simple like ghost or a spirit and then maybe it's like the house was built on this like ancient land and da -da -da -da. and it, it just feels like everything is just so deeply woven into one another and so connected in it and i feel like and i wrote this down actually but i feel like and I'd, I'd love to know, like, hear your opinion about it. But I feel like it's just like one energy that we're all tapping into, and it's just presenting itself in different forms. Absolutely, like, it's like the same phenomena that is haunting homes, that is is um, like playing a tr prank on you in the woods, and that is like cleaning your house, like you know, like little like um, brownies. They call it, they're like little house fay that might like clean your mm -hmm. house for you. I just feel like it's like. And it can, it's like a spectrum of, because if to them, and this is my understanding, I, like I said, I'd love to get your opinion, but it's like they, that, that demon that was on that, that client of yours was like really fucking with her. But to that demon, it wasn't like, like we, like Jessa talks about how like, you know, it, it just doesn't hold the same uh, weight of like humans. Like this is like, like, it's just like, oh, I'm going to fuck with you because you fucked with me. And then, it, like, it didn't it didn't see that maybe it's, like, ruining this girl's life and terrifying her. It's just, like, fucking with her. I don't know. Do you, do you see what I'm trying to ask yeah, you? Yeah, no, I, I, I absolutely do. And I think both of those things exist. I, um, on a extremely zoomed out level, think all energy is one. But we're talking extremely zoomed out level. There are multiple collectives. I did not truly believe in 
any energy. This entire purpose was to kill a human until this. My entire perspective has changed because I saw what it was doing. It was so I've seen ghosts. I talked to ghosts. I talked to um, earthbound spirits. I've, I've all that. I've been messed with. No, no, this was something different. This was literally making me bleed literally making me infected, literally, and it will come and go. And for one, you can't get rid of ringworm in a fucking day, let alone an hour. It just doesn't work that way. Like if you are literally physically changing the parameters of um, biology. So for a human, if a human gets a ringworm on their face, it takes forever to go away. This thing came and went, like it was everywhere. Um, my bleeding, I was bleed like literally bleeding. Um, I know for a fact that um, there are other collectives, other collectives, this is a non-human thing, other collectives that have recognized that humans have forgotten that they play a massive role in their, in participating in their consciousness, meaning you have to claim yourself as a single souled entity all the time, because when you daydream or you astral project, or you go on all of these psychedelic experiences and you leave your body, your consciousness leaves, I'm telling you right now, another energy sees that there is a vacant, it's like a fucking hermit crab. There's a vacant shell. I'm moving in and it moves in. And then you return from your journey and you, you feel different, but you're, you're in euphoria because you had this like mind altering experience. Um, but then about two, three weeks later, you, you never felt the same sense. It's usually because something else, you are wearing something. These other collectives have recognized the humans have forgot to participate in being embodied that we have somehow, um, bought into the fact that being in the third dimension sucks. It sucks being here because of suffering. And I can't wait to get out. I can't wait to expand my mind. I can't wait to have more knowledge. And in all of that, when we come back into our body, we will have something on us, especially healers, especially the people that are chronic, chronically, literally giving themselves to serve others. They're the caretakers. Those people usually have lots of people on them, lots of entities on them. There are 1000% collectives on this planet interacting with humans, just waiting for one of you to uh, let your guard down. Now, a lot of it is symbiotic because the only way, what, what, is, a, what is a soul? A soul is a vortex. We, that is what it is. A human soul is a vortex. The only way to pull higher dimensional information into an embodiment, right? How do you become alive? In the third dimension, you got it. You have to have a soul. That's it's literally a vortex. So the only way for an other non-human collective form to be embodied in the earth realm, because it doesn't have a human body, is to get into one. And everyone wants to be the, the third dimension is where you taste, feel, experience. You have duality. And while so many humans are trying to get the hell out of here, once you get out of here, you're going to recognize that the vibration of being here was the entire point. The the literally the experience of the taste, the smell, the sounds, the songs, the the love, the whatever, the drama, the pain, the suffering. This is the whole point. This is the whole point to pull in higher dimensional information so it can be birthed in the third dimension. So other collectives literally are taking over humans.
and that is when um it's getting there's it's like a it's a it's a battle it's a literally a battle of good versus evil energy on here um why well there's you know on a really deep level there's galactic battles to build you know earth portals grids so uh, other collectives can literally get into the third dimension that's going to be a shit show that's the the closest um portal gate is in the is in the orion belt and humans release this unbelievable energy this unbelievable energy through a soul that can expand the that gate and there is a collective that is specifically trying to expand that gate for their purpose of getting in the third dimension so when you talk about um like different collectives wanting to mm -hmm. take over human bodies what are the collectives i want to say like that are supposed to be on earth is it is it is there like a, a certain is it like the the way that the the earth vibrates the energy that the earth is that calls certain souls to it that are supposed to incarnate here do we choose to incarnate here like i know this is a huge question but when you're talking about other like these other collectives there are they they're they're coming to earth in your opinion for like just to just to have the 3d experience mm -hmm. yeah. I, I do in and so, and I'm, I'm just kind of like dipping my toes into a lot of different things, but I do feel like there are energies here that are not embodied that are just kind of like hanging out and that are yeah. like people. And so, so I guess I'm, what, yeah, what, what so it's, yeah. when you are part of a collective, what does that take away? It takes away your individuality to experience yourself, to experience yourself as an individual. That's the entire point of this is, um, right. So the first dimension is consciousness in totality. It's all consciousness, right? The second dimension is where consciousness bifurcates. It splits in forms. Uh, it, it splits. It almost reflects back to look upon what could I possibly truly become? I could become all these millions and trillions of possibilities. Okay, the third is let's take form. And the third dimension is only where there is form. When you are in any other dimension, you melt back with the collective. So you lose your identity. The 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 thrill of being in the third dimension is, you know, the both, both of us have our own fingerprints. Both of us get to have our own ideas, both of us. And yeah, we can work as a unit, but this is the only time in the human collective, in the earth collective, where you will have an identity. Yeah. Planet Lumeria, they also have dimensions, right? And in a very certain dimension, you will too will have embodiment where you will have your identity. But it's in the third, the, the entire, the third dimension is um, embodiment. It is individualized expression of consciousness. Once you leave here, yeah, there is part of your ability to pull your, your specific consciousness back down, like mediumship, right? People go back into the light, they go back into the collective, but because you've left your energetic imprint here, you are able to um, communicate with it because it it's in space time because there's only 360 degrees or days. There's only 365 days in all of time and it's stacked on top of each other. So all January 1st, because the earth is in the same location in the solar system every January 1st, every January 2nd. Every January 3rd, it's the same. So January 1st time is stacked linearly. 
January 2nd, literally, right? So you can communicate because your time, your timestamp, your, um, your imprint exists on every day of all realm, all time, because you exist. You, we've all lived at least a year. Most of us, if we're lucky, we lived at least a year. We will be able to communicate with that energy frequency any single day. That's mediumship. That's being able to pull you out of the collective back down into the third dimension to communicate through the fourth. Um, shit. What was the question? <laughs> Damn it. I don't even know. I Something about why uh, like these other collectives that want to like right. create like doorways onto earth. They want to experience the being an individual. I think you answered the question. Yeah. Plus, um, there's something beautiful about feeling while mm. some of them suck. There's something beautiful about, about feeling. And if you can, I mean, this is deep and dark, but if you can harvest humans, humans are scared. We're easily scared. We are easily mm. scared. I mean, ask the bird in the forest. We're easily scared. <laughs> we are easy food, right? Yeah. And if that yeah. energy that and if that energy dump can harvest for portals to move through galaxies faster, why wouldn't a collective come here to scare more humans? I have um since a young age been easily scared. And I used to think up until recently that like I'm not afraid of public speaking. I'm not afraid of trying something new. I'm not afraid of traveling on my own. I'm not afraid of strangers. I'm not afraid of like people that live on the streets. Like kind of like these, I feel like these, these more common fears that people have and they work through, but I'm afraid of like what goes bump in the dark, you know? And like, what is like growing up? I think i watched when I was too young, I watched like one or two cheesy horror movies. And ever since then, like I saw scream the movie scream when I was young and I, for 10 years, every door I opened, that corner of space that you can't see behind the door, he was there. He was always, oh, and I, terrifying. dude, and it, and I imagined like, I always felt like I had something right behind me, like it, like a, a, a being that was right behind me. So every time I turned around, it, it turned with my back of my head and I couldn't see it. And I, I still like struggle with this fear. And up until recently, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm not afraid of these things, but I'm kind of afraid of like more silly stuff like this. But it is something that like, there's so much fear in my body. And I think that it's something like, yeah, I was like, these energies were attracted to me at such a young age. And it is like, oh, we can just like make a little bump and and then we'll, we'll just like eat all of that fear that's coming off of her. And so go like kind of looking at this paranormal world and these books that have been written about looking at them as like almost like it's our mind and our energy and some phenomena working together to produce something that's outside of us. Right. Like, and it's been really empowering for me to know that I play a role in it and that it's not this thing that's only solely outside of me seeking to fuck with me. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's in, I have never, I can't, like I said, I sleep with a salt lamp on. I sleep with like, there's lights on because it's like, 
but also I've been, something's been happening lately where I like, I will kind of wake up in the middle of the night to like change positions and I'll see beings in my apartment and, and just, and they're, they're always in the same corner, but they always look totally different and they're not like, they're just kind of there. Like, and then I have to kind of like wake myself up. I'm like, what the, and then it, it's still there. Um, but anyways, I just I've always struggled with that like fear that I thought was kind of ridiculous or silly. And at a certain age, everybody stops sleeping with the nightlight on or like I I but there's just certain like I have been going on like full moon hikes where I walk up a trail in the woods mm-hmm. and the sun goes down when I'm at the top and I walk down. But there's a bunch of people around. So, but that's been like such a feat for me to be like alone on a trail in the mm-hmm. woods. And I swear to God, sometimes in on that trail there will be like 20 people behind me 20 people in front of me i'm always with people and some reason i'll turn a corner on the trail and it's just it's as if i went through a fucking portal and mm-hmm. all of the people are gone and i am alone in the quiet in the dark for so long but there's like it's like i'm i'm like looking at that fear or something it's 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 been it's it's, it's like reclaiming that it's like, yeah, I, I can be in this dark, but the moon is here and I am here. And like, ever since I have known about you, I, I when I smudge my apartment, I say, I'm God, I'm sovereign, I'm free. The space is mine, mine alone. And I just kind of repeat that when I am like afraid, but I want to like honor the fear. I don't want to push it away and say, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid because when I do that, it's almost like I'm testing it. It's like, oh, you're not. Oh, you're not, you know, and then something will present itself. And so I've, I've just always really struggled with fear of like the shadowy figures and, and yeah. My team is, was talking while um, you were talking and they said very, very specifically that you have people, you're having people that show up while you sleep very specifically um, to keep your house clear because you're a conduit and you know that you're a conduit. You talk to all the things they're literally on guard. So nothing else comes into you. They're not, I know they look scary, but you have massive guardians making sure, um, that you remain. Cause while you're on pause, right. You're basically on a charger. You're, you, you charge, you're charging your spaceship. You literally have left your spaceship in your sleep. That thing is an open, you can steal that shit there you have people that are watching for you and that is the first time i've ever heard that ever literally the first time i've ever heard my team say no they're protecting her they're, she's okay she's okay wow. um yeah i swear first time I, i'm sure you have my your listeners my people that work with me i've never said that before um what what else was i going to tell you they said while you were talking um It'll come back to me. <laughs> I love how animated you are, just all the time. <laughs> you bring me so much joy. She's like putting her hands on her face and like burrowing into herself, like crap, crap. It's like it's yeah, you, you're you are a medium, right? Yes, yes. Um, yeah. yeah I, I've I'm okay. developing. I've been told Karen Rontowski when I got a reading with her, she's like, "You're a medium, a hundred percent." And I'm just like, right, right. "I don't know." That's part of the reason why I want to talk to you because I know that's right. one of your things. Yeah, I agree with that. Being a medium, you have to be able to hear, and because someone's going to be talking to you, and whoever you're who's talking to you, you have to be able to hear three conversations at once and remember it. And so, I'm, 
every time so I'm tr I was desperately trying to listen to you and I'm trying to listen to them and I got one of the messages got lost in the shuffle and I will remember it and I may have to text you later but they definitely said something about you hiking um it'll come back to me but yeah let's talk about your mediumship stuff how can I help you <laughs> well I um recently had a friend die um and, you know, we were talking about, like, we're all going to, you know, 2020, we're all going to lose someone. Jessa was like, process everyone you love dying. And I was like, okay, one thing at a time. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and it yeah. was, it, it was like, um, a, my friend that passed was like, uh, I, we have, it was a close knit friend group. And he was the little brother of, um, so he's younger than me. It was really tragic. Um, but it was around the time that I realized that, because when I communicate with animals, I have listened to podcasts of other animal communicators and they can like hear, um, Oh, Momo likes this kind of food and doesn't like this kind of food and likes when you scratch them here. And I just feel like sometimes it's just really like when your animal's lost, I know exactly where it is. And it just, I have, have a hard time like with these specifics of 3d, like just tuning right away into like 3D, does my dog like my boyfriend kind of stuff. Like I have a, like I have to first see and meet and welcome in this like higher dimensional, maybe higher dimensional. I'm kind of like at a loss for words at what I'm communicating with, but it is just like this highest form of the animal just presenting itself to me. And once I have that and I have that connection, then I can know if he likes his dry food or his wet food. Um, but then I, so when I was told that um, I was told two things by two different readers that instead of being like a psychic and um, how people identify as psychic, I would be more of a mystic and then I am a medium. And so obviously I had to see if that resonated with me. And at first that fear we were just talking about of scary movies um, had me resistant to mediumship. And I found this out in like September, but then once I let it like, like really sit in, I felt um, grateful and like honored that like I, somebody like saw that within me. And then I was like, okay, well, like, how can I develop it? And so like, I, I bought like a, a cheap, like mediumship course, like 101 mediumship 101. And then when my friend died was the first time, like I'd been practicing expanding my energy, going into the spirit world, kind of like how this person was explaining it, just kind of like doing what, using the tools that this um, mediumship course was, was giving me. Mm -hmm. And I like immediately heard my friend come through, but then I started to like doubt it. Right. Cause it was the yeah. first time it was so clear. It was just so clear. It was his voice. It was like, I could feel the bouncy energy that he always had. And he was just kind of like, he was good. Like he, he wasn't, he's was like, Oh, I'm good. Like I'm fine. You know, like I'm, I'm in a, like, you know, not like I'm in a better place. Cause that I always, um, relate that to like Christianity in heaven. And I, I don't love that term to be honest, but, um, but it was, and, but anyways, I've just been like doubting it. And it's something that like, I guess with me, with mediumship, it just feels like, like I said earlier, it's one phenomena that it presents itself differently to different readers. So some readers do are on the, the spectrum. And so anyways, I just have like, I don't really know. I know I've heard the story about when your best friend, Sherry, Mm -hmm. past she was kind of like the a catalyst that experience for for mediumship for you correct yeah absolutely yep. yeah so um i think that you have a very strong ability to do this as well when you 
every time you say you can't do it though, a couple things um, shut off. Remember you're sovereign, that declaration, because you are God and you're moving your spaceship, right? So when you say you can't, you just put a program to block like your seventh quantum, your seventh um, dimension, right? Mm -hmm. And that's where we're trying to actually communicate. That's your, people call it the seventh chakra. It's the seventh dimension. That's where you're trying to communicate, man. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, when limit, limit how you speak to yourself um, when you're practicing this so that your programs continue to write, that the path continues to be laid down. I always um, carry like a notepad with me whenever I was practicing, really, truly turning this on so that, because I could talk to her. And in my head, I was like, but I know her. I know her, so I'm probably making this up. I know what she would say. But then she started to bring me information that I had never heard before. Um, this this healing modality, this I, things that that were non spoken of in in body in her embodiment. So I knew it was true. Have a notepad. What technique do you use to call in? You kind of feel your expand your body expand. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just kind of like, I try to always, since working with you to try to anchor myself down okay. first, yep. so that like I have a somewhere to return to, mm -hmm. I call in my guides. Yep. And then I just um, expand my energy. And then if I'm communicating with an animal, I'll mm -hmm. just welcome it into my energy field. Okay, okay so I made um, a pact with my team that I was going to make a very specific room because remember we're writing code this is all code i'm going to make a very specific room and i will not change it i'm going to construct it in that room i'm going to go and open up these very specific doors into the seventh dimension um that's what people call like quote unquote heaven or whatever um, I'm opening up the seventh dimension. So these are energies that have processed through the highest divine consciousness. The fourth dimension is energies like earthbound types of spirits, things like that. So I open up my doors and I tell them I'm not turning back. I'm not turning back. This is officially turned on and I believe it and move from that aspect now permanently. This is now who I am. I officially am timeline hopping. This is how I identify myself. Then I put up chairs, very specific chairs. Um, and they're cozy. And I go sit and wait with my team in a set of chairs. And across from me, I will wait for the person I'm calling in to literally walk in and sit down in front of that chair. And then we'll talk. And I will wait. I'll wait for them to show up. And I just am patient. And I'm breathing. And every time nobody shows up, if I'm having a day where I can't hear anybody or can't connect to anybody, um, I don't say I'm broken or I don't work anymore. Or I'm a failure. I'm really mindful that nobody wants to communicate today. Today we're not communicating and that is fine because I too on earth have days where I don't feel like communicating and that doesn't mean I'm broken. It just means I don't feel like communicating today and that is totally fine. Mm -hmm. um, but I make it the same every single time. So my team knows it's now time to do work. My So my body also that, um, that Pavlovian uh, response your body will have. It's just a training. It's literally training a muscle memory and a mind. It's like weightlifting. If you repeat it and you're consistent with it, it gets stronger and stronger and stronger. I promise you. And then there's different um, ways in which you can work on communicating. Like spirit, and I don't know if you've heard this. I know everyone's heard this. Spirit doesn't waste energy. 
So um, the stronger connection you have with your team and how they communicate with you will usually be how uh, other energies um, will communicate with you. So if I ever see um, a vodka or um, a screwdriver, like what is that vodka and orange juice? I know I'm a, a, a grandma female energy is coming in because a, a screwdriver represents my grandma. It's not mm-hmm. necessarily my grandma coming in, but I know a grandma female energy is coming and usually mm-hmm. it'll come. So, mm-hmm. um, or if I see like horses, I know for a fact an older farmer is coming because my next door neighbor is an old, like had a, I live, I grew up beside a horse farm. I know this is what I'm about to expect. Um, you'll develop your own communication system, how the communication system that you have with your team, uh, transitioned individuals will use that because it's the most efficient way to communicate. And they know that because they're all back into the collective. They know what you know already. They know how you're communicating with your team. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have, when I was first uh, opening communication with my guides, it was coming through with like, just words and sentences like a conversation. Mm -hmm. But as I've, I, I've noticed just, and I just kind of realized it once you were talking, but now it's just like a knowing, like Mm -hmm. it's not, um, they're not talking to me that much unless they know that like, Oh, she, she could use some words right now. She could use the sentence. Like I just like feel and I see them and Mm -hmm. it's, I just, I just realized that that's, that has transitioned while we're talking. And I had a reading with um bj king but i love that jessa refers to her as that bj lady um i need to meet her i need to have a session with her people think the world of her it was interesting interrupt you yeah no no but i only want to refer to her as that bj lady just because that's jessa never got her first (laughs) or last name for a long time um but she told me that i came from the sixth dimension straight from the sixth dimension down and the sixth dimension is silence is what she was saying and so like it was so the way that i would communicate is in a knowing what's going on that's interesting she said the sixth dimension is science or silence did she say anything else about the sixth dimension no, not that I remember, just that it's uh, silence and that that is the way that I read or uh, feel energy is a knowing. And it's not, you know, people have, you know, you see beings and you hear. And, and while I can do that, my first is knowing, mm-hmm. just knowing, just a silent knowing. Yeah, you are a vortex, man. You are absolutely. That's interesting that she said you were from the sixth dimension. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes so much sense. So much sense. I had just all kinds of synchronicities for you. Now I really want to meet this lady. Yeah. How do I find her? Um, I'll send you, I have okay. like a pamphlet okay. of hers. Okay. I'll text you all her information. You have okay. to call her on a landline and she records it, um, the reading, and she'll send you a CD of the reading so you have it forever how cute i can't even stand it how cute is that that's the best and you'll just be I'm quiet the whole time and she'll just she'll just talk and you'll be like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep yep okay 
Got it. Oh, wow. Humans are incredible, right? This is what I'm talking about. Like humans are incredible. So many yeah. of us want to get out of the third dimension, but look at that gift. That's incredible. Look at you. You talk to freaking birds and trees. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like being a human is cool. And we're, we just shit on it so badly. We're, we're like, so desperate to get away from it. Well, yeah, we can live in a harmonic, a harmonious third dimension. We can live mm -hmm. in a harmonious third dimension. But I'm telling you now, as soon as we leave being embodied, we're going to come right back here. We're going to miss it. That's why yeah. we all keep incarnating. So yeah, <laughs> some of the things that you say bring me so much peace. Like some, I think there was a, an interview that you did with Jess. I think it was on the Patreon, but you were like, you just said suffering is the point. Like it is the point and everything is experience. And that just allowed it just allowed a sense of empowerment to come over me and not this like victimization like that has always been ringing in my head. You know, why me, why me or just something. And I don't even identify with this victimization that's echoing. It's like this old dead pattern that's just kind yeah. of ringing in my ear. Then I'm like, I don't identify with this anymore, but I had to be very, it's not enough for me to just be like, Oh, I don't identify with this. It's like, I don't identify with this. You can leave now. And like, just telling it to go get out of yeah. here. Yeah, 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 yeah. There is a, a, a choice to cease suffering. There is a choice to cease your suffering. I'm, th that doesn't mean that you're not going to have really crappy hard times, but we participate in suffering. We buy in. We buy in to it. I know so many people who chronically and constantly have shit thrown at their way that you ask them if they're suffering no not at all it's because they don't buy it they don't buy into oh my god i'm suffering mm -hmm. no, no matter who tells them like oh shit this is awful you are having a really hard time they're just like yeah it's really bad but beneath all of that is still this there's still a joy it's not mm -hmm. happiness because they're not happy. They're pretty miserable in the moment, but there is still a joy. This, this, I am not suffering. I'm just done doing that. I'm done choosing to suffer. What do you think about how much animals suffer in like animal agriculture? Oh my God. Oh my God. Um, that, like, is that a choice? how if animals suffer so animals don't reign dominion upon themselves mm. animals in nature mm. don't suffer but as soon as any embodied soul any embodied vortex no longer reigns dominion upon itself it will suffer the same thing as you if you have a parasite on you or if you are possessed you no longer reign dominion on yourself you will completely suffer What's the highest level of embodiment here? It is the human form because we can communicate with each other. Mm -hmm. Parasitic infections, that will take away our dominion. Humans instead will reign dominion on animals. That's how animals will suffer. That is definitely a vibratory implant on this consciousness. It is the fastest way to upload the death program into a human the fastest way to upload a death program into any human's two-strand DNA is through an animal, the, the, the consumption of an animal. Hmm. It immediately sparks a death program.
especially if it was a farmed animal. So it's different between hunters that go and hunt Mm -hmm. and there's no suffering behind it. That is, that is just the, this cycle of nature that's very different. That does not trigger a dominion suppression. Um, it is a very, that, uh, um, Christ consciousness uh, program of um, that savior complex thing, that crucifixion complex. Sorry, everybody, I couldn't get that out. There is a crucifixion complex that runs in humans, where um, and it runs actually. It's in your like left hip, your 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 left lung, your left knee, the left side of your throat. This crucifixion complex is is where if you are not top dog. If you are not top dog, you can't save, nobody can save you. Like that you have the top dog save you. And so humans, when we um, hoard and slaughter animals in these factory farms are implementing that very specific program in humans. It is a, a dominion program where I need to reign power but it also uploads the death program as well. And listen, and I'm not telling people that they shouldn't eat meat. That is a personal choice. That is a, like, I'm not saying, but I'm telling you now the fastest way to upload the fear and death program is by consumption of animals that are factory. I love, I love that you're saying that. Cause when I, before I was super woo, I had put it together in my head. I was like, if our body can hold memory in our muscles, memory and emotion mm-hmm. in our physical body. This mm-hmm. has been proven. Mm-hmm. When you eat an animal who has spent its entire life suffering and in fear, mm-hmm. doesn't that live in its body? And mm-hmm. aren't you eating that? And, and it's like, that's when I used to, I don't eat eggs anymore, but when I used to eat eggs, I would always ask, are, are these happy chickens? Are they happy eggs? You know, mm-hmm. did they have a happy life? Because I won't eat them if they're sad. Like, mm-hmm. because there's no, there's no, there's no, just no point to, mm-hmm. to me in that. Yeah. And it's, I, I love that you also brought up, like, I like, I love having these conversations about veganism, but also it's like, um, my best friend who is vegan said, she reminded me that being vegan is a privilege and not everybody yeah. has like the yeah. access to eat this way. Yep. Um, which I think is really important for like all vegans who are like passionate about it. Right. I think the world would be a better place if we cut our meat consumption in by 70%, you know, I did tap in. Do you have to go? No. Okay. Sorry. I just want to make sure. Um, when I first tapped into like a giant, like the, the bigger animal collective, um, when I, like, I feel like, um, and I, it's so funny because I've heard like you talk about this and just to talk about this, like when you first like receive new superpowers or something, it's like, you are, fucking like talking to trees and and everything is vibrating and talking to you but then you it kind of like goes quiet again mm-hmm. and you're like oh did it turn off did i lose the powers mm-hmm. but that kind of happened when when i had that reading with mela and she like activated me and that i could like communicate with animals she totally activated me and then i sat down i was having a fire by a river and i was talking to the greater animal collective and what i got was it's not that they the 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 highest order my guides, my team, the people that I go, the people, the beings that I go and meet with on top of trees in the animal realm, they don't want us all to stop eating animals totally. There's just no reverence for animal life anymore. They understand that when they incarnate as an animal, part of that experience for them is to live 
and to die and to be consumed. And they come here for that experience, just like we come here as a human experience. They are conscious of coming and incarnating as an animal. Maybe they forget that as soon as they get here. I forgot that I was like all the mat- the a fucking huge galactic being when I, w- I forgot it for like 25 years. Isn't that fucking hilarious? <laughs> I decided to come here and then I was like, whoops, I don't know. I'm just Ashley. I'm just be popping through life. And they do that too. Yeah, but it's like it's like the the we there, there's no reverence, right? And this I think it also just comes from like working with Gaia and working with Earth energy, and it's like there are there is life here that understands that we are going to work together, and that there is some consumption that will be happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's but I think like I mean obviously we take too much from the Earth and from animals, but I thought that that was really interesting. And I've never gotten that they want everyone to be vegan. Like I've never gotten that all the animals are like stuff, but it's like, we are, we, it's, if there's no reverence, um, then that energy exchange is Mm -hmm. toxic. There is no energy exchange anymore. And there can be, and it can be beautiful. Yep. But it's gone now. Yep. Wow. That's so well put. I love that. Thank you. I wanted to ask you, and I'm not trying to change subjects at all, but you know how you were talking about the egg. You want you ask the egg if it was a happy egg because I think mm-hmm. that you're such a communicator with plants. Um, my my best friend now, um, her name is Carrie. She sent me a text the other day. Uh, she walked into a grocery store and the flowers that were wrapped in the cellophane. She's like, I fucking heard the flowers talk about don't buy us, don't buy us, that we are we're being tortured and we grow in these horrible conditions. And um, she texts me, she's like, I've, I'm, I'm officially losing it. I'm losing it. I can hear these flowers. She's like, I just I want to buy the flowers, but they told me that they are grown in these horrible conditions and that they don't have their vibration and they're losing their voice. And like, damn, it, damn it, now I can't buy the fucking flowers. I've never heard a flower before. I don't hear flowers communicate. Now I walk into the store and I'm like, well, I can't, not supporting this. Do you hear the flowers? Yeah. Damn it. Are they suffering? It's the knowing. It's a knowing. And so it's like, that's, it's part of the reason uh, when I, when I'm like, oh, I can't hear the flowers talking to me. I must not have superpowers, but I know that like, I want to avoid this, you know, but it's like, why? Um, and then, it, so, I mean, we are, yeah. I mean, I, I'm actually taking a class right now that's teaching me how to communicate with plant consciousness. So I love that you Who's bring that teacher? up. Um, Catherine Soli. Catherine Soli. I think I've it's heard her name specifically, before. Um, communicating and learning about poisonous plants and how poisonous plants uh, communicating with a poisonous plant consciousness helps us to like view our shadow and integrate our shadow. Okay. Yep. I have heard of this very specific course as well. You're the second person that's told me about it. Yeah. So I started, I, yeah, I mean, I take, I think our third class is today, but the reason, cause I, cause, um, the, I heard Mana, Mana took this class and they told me about it. Yeah. So Mana took it. And when Mana was telling me about the class, when she was taking it, I, it was, it was like, cool. I was like, oh, that sounds like a really cool thing that you're interested in. And I'm happy for you that you're taking this really cool class because it's so fitting for you. But it never resonated with me. But then I started teaching myself herbalism, started learning about it. And then I read something that um, this teacher 
posted and it was about like how when we use herbs, it's like, oh, I know that um, St. John's wort can do this thing for me and that chamomile can do this thing for me. But it's like, what about what the, like what about like uh, expanding that relationship and just learning about what the plant wants what the plant needs. And I was like, whoa, I have not been looking. I'm like, um, I am just so in my element with working with herbs, but I've been working with them as in like, this thing does this thing for me. And it's not like a, a reciprocal relationship. And so when she mentioned that this course could teach us how to expand that relationship, I was like, I'm in, I'm not interested. I was never really interested in poisonous plants. But it was just that, like, communicating with plant consciousness. So it's really interesting that you bring that up. Um, yeah, I mean. There's another you- really cool lady you should check out, too. Her name is Asia Sutler. Mm-hmm. I do not, like, just Google Asia Sutler. I forget her. Um, I tr- I've taken a couple plant courses, but I, I got sidetracked by the beings. But I want to learn more about plants. I've been so busy doing doing the beings and cleaning off um yeah entities <laughs> like, doing the beings do busy fucking beings yeah god i'm so sweaty same same i get so sweaty <laughs> when i like podcast <laughs> it's like so much Voice. i'm like why <laughs> mayla says it's i mentioned it when i was recording with mayla and they said it's probably because we're like channeling yeah. I'm like, that makes sense. Because it's like yeah. cold in my apartment, but I am sweaty. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm I'm cold, but my pits are hot. Yeah. You guys. <laughs> Tune into this week's episode where we talk about pit. God, I love this conversation. I don't know if we I mean, look, Do we I, I love when I come in with an idea of how I want the podcast to go, and then like the first 20 minutes it's totally veering off track, and then it just like wraps right back around. To where I wanted it to go. Yeah. So this is great. Cool. Yeah. Good intention setting. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming on. Oh, my, it is an honor that you want to talk to me. So yeah, absolutely. You're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sure that everybody knows where they can find you, but do you want to link, link your stuff, plug your stuff, whatever? On Instagram, I am a laughing spice, which makes sense because I always fucking giggle. And then um, my website is virashanti.com. V-I-R-A-S-H-A-N-T-I. Virashanti. It means infinite power of peace. And you have been on Jess's podcast, Soberish. Many times, just as old podcast, I guess, at this yeah. point, we've been interviewed by other people in the community. Mm-hmm. So if anybody that's listening to this wants more Amy Spicer, you can go check out your Instagram, you can go to your website, but you can also find amazing interviews that where you share your backstory. You were on Paranormal Karen. That was a great yeah. interview. Um, so there's just like a lot out there where we can learn about you. Is this making yeah. you cringe? You're so shy. I'm so shy. Yeah, Je- I was supposed to podcast with Jessa on Friday. I'm so upset that I didn't. I was so sick. I could not get, her again. get to her. I know. I just love talking to her. Ugh, as as we all do. <laughs> are you, um, are you, it, okay? So I'm on the $20 tier or Patreon. 
And so in the live chats, like uh-huh. I talk a lot and I have uh-huh. um, oh, taken yeah. on <laughs> like she'll straight up post. <laughs> it got me so good. She was like, here's a live. We're going to do a live stream in 15 minutes. Nobody's <laughs> <laughs> so adorable it, I was driving the other day and a wave of gratitude hit me and I was like I am just so grateful that I can finally openly talk shit to Jessa and get it right back because when I first heard Soberish I was like I just want to talk shit to her like I this is my sense of humor yeah. and then now yeah so I've taken on this whole fucking persona but Anyways, I, I um, love when she recognizes that you're in the group chat and she's like, oh, fuck, Ashley's here. <laughs> <laughs> and then I make like a terrible joke and she just like, reads everything that I say. And sometimes I just like make a terrible joke and I'm like, I hope this one slips by. And she's like, Ashley said one of her guides is a bear to work with because it's a bear. <laughs> and she's like, God damn it. I wish I didn't fucking read that one. Oh my god! I would listen to the two of you go back and forth. I wish you had your own show. Like if the two of you were on a sitcom, holy fuck! I know. I'm trying to get her on this podcast. Um, yeah. Whenever she has the space, but it's. Yeah. I was like, yeah. But anyways, anyways, let's wrap this up with you, yeah. and then we'll leave this. So yeah, I guess. Thanks, Amy. Thanks for coming yeah. on. We know where to find you. Yep. Absolutely. We all love you so much. I love all of you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Later.